0: Well, if it isn't a fluffy little piece of space dust.
1: You've got a strange sound to you. Whoa. I'm a wonder. Make no
0: mistake. Are you
1: God? Darling, you are divine. I am not. You know, I did see her once, from a distance. What was it like? She was playing pinball. No way. Way. All the greats are obsessed with pinball the only reason we created the universe
0: here we are again it is episode 9 of PlayStation pals i'm your host nick and i'm joined by the aaron to my aloy john aaron oh man <laughs> all right a That's few, fine. A, a few weeks ago, you had to make a little comment about how I, I keep giving you the better characters, so I'm I'm really <laughs> digging to <laughs> to, That's, to put yeah. the, the characters you do not enjoy. So yeah, that, have I
2: told you before that he really extra annoys yes, me? I don't know if yes, I have or not. Okay. Yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> well done, sir.
0: So, <laughs> and John, I have a question right off the bat here for you. Are you interested in the multiverses game at all?
2: Uh, um that's an actually an interesting question. I I would have said no about a week ago, but it's if the needle is moving in any direction it's it's moving towards yes. Um it's I think it's worth at least checking out, you know, um Super Smash Brothers has cemented itself as the pinnacle of that type of game so far ahead of everyone else that's ever attempted it that you kind of initially head into these kind of games just expecting disappointment. But from the the people I've listened to on various podcasts, I haven't spoken to anybody in person who's actually played it, Uh, but they all seem pretty high on it. That it's, you know, it's just kind of, you know, don't expect it to be as good. Don't expect, you know, (laughs) Smash Brothers uh, 2.0. But, you know, if you want a... A character, um, you know, uh, mascot type fighting game that has some very, very off the wall matchups. Then you know, it's it's worth it. And being free and everything like that, yeah. you know, you really you really can't go wrong. Who doesn't Who doesn't want to see LeBron James, you know, take <laughs> on Gandalf? So, uh,
0: <laughs> Gandalf's not in it yet. I don't think. Oh, he's not. No, I don't think okay, so. Okay.
2: All right. Uh, Arya Stark. Then you know, we'll <laughs> yeah. just fill it
0: in for another weird mythical
2: or you know fantasy type <laughs> character. Um, you know, but I, it, I think it, I think it's a cool idea. I think it is a little weird, like the character cre- like the character cast, because it does seem a little more hodgepodge than Smash Bros. But yeah, um, we should we should play that together, man. We should see if we can get a a little like a little competition going.
0: Yeah, I did have a I did download it briefly over this past week with the the free time that I had, but I I couldn't pull the trigger on it. I was like, I don't know if this is even worth the time.
2: Like you couldn't pull
0: the trigger as in like launching, launching the game it. or <laughs> yeah, <okay. launching> it. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you
2: do, when you do, make sure I'm with you because I, I have a feeling it's going to be exponentially better with another person as opposed to just either the the um you know the story mode or whatever the equivalent of that is or online. So
0: yeah, they, they say the mode to play is the two v two because it doesn't have like items right now. So the only mm. like hectic matches are the two v two ones. Well, I turn off. I don't
2: know about you. I turn off items anyway in Smash Brothers. Oh,
0: this this could be a whole other topic. We don't get. it yeah. How wrong <laughs> you are about that. Oh. Uh, oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> all right.
2: Stay tuned, folks. We, you know, I know this is a PlayStation podcast, but we might have to have a Nintendo focused episode. <laughs> and do you, and wait, you wait? 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 Do you play with items in sixty four Smash and sixty four Smash?
0: Every every version of Smash, I I, uh, I you like. Gross. The items. You gross human being. <laughs> I mean, I. I knew they got more egregious, you know, with uh, the later iterations, like the more yeah. fantastical things that c- they could do and the power swings that they they were. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, I've always like enjoyed items. Um,
1: okay, all right. Did, did I'll,
0: you lo- I'll lower your respect, <laughs> my, my respect for you, just a little bit. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, did you did you see the next character for multiverses?
2: Uh. No, I mean I probably did, but my brain being my brain, I probably <laughs> forgot it already. But no, I, I nothing comes to mind.
0: It was Rick and Morty. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, I did see that briefly. Yeah, that's that's that that one fits. I mean, that's going to be a fan favorite for sure. And you know, and then you'll be able to immediately find the most annoying people uh, that play that game because you know Rick and Morty fans, as even though I am one of them, tend to be pretty pretty shitty. Yeah, and the new season's
0: coming, so it's actually pretty mm-hmm. well timed. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, I do have two smaller news items to get to. I'm sure you saw both of these, John. Uh, the first one being Marvel's Midnight Suns is yes, getting yes. delayed. Delays, delays, delays. That seems probably the news we're going to hear about for the next month or two. Yeah. Uh, no no release date, just it's later fiscal 2022. And if you don't know what that means, that's anywhere from now till March 2023. So I'm imagining it'll be sometime early next year which i right. believe was its original plan for this year was to be out early <laughs> this yeah, year. Yeah, this is a
2: yeah, it's a it's a second delay for the game. Um yeah, it's it's and it's kind of a weird delay too cuz like you said with the fiscal thing it's like They've kind of said like we're just making it later. It might be twenty twenty three. It could be twenty twenty two at the end of the year. But like we know that that's not the case. It's just a it's just a weird way to, to have that press release,
0: right? Maybe maybe it squeaks in December. But yeah, I I I'm with you. You don't you don't say that if it's if you expected it this year. So.
2: Did you check out the Wolverine like dive they had though? I didn't watch it myself, but did you did you check that out?
0: Every no, every time I watch those character things I just lose more and more interest in the game. The <laughs> card system and everything. It yeah. just it'll have to review pretty spectacularly for me to to be interested in it. Um
2: Yeah, the the most interesting part I'm curious about is like It seems like there's this large... Like, almost a majority portion of the game is, like, this weird dating relationship sim thing. Like, almost, like, Persona-esque. So, I'm I'm really curious about that aspect. Like, if it's something pulled off well or... You know, and, and, you know, I'm not invested in these characters outside of just like, you know, video games and movies every once in a while, like some people are. I think, you know, like Nick is a huge X-Men fan. So it's I'll, I'll be interested to see how they can marry some of these characters together and actually make a cohesive story. And because, yeah, the card game play of it. Nah, I'm I'm kind of out on that. But right. You know, we'll and, see.
0: And weirdly enough, the the PS4 version is not going to be day and date with the PS5 version. It's That's just coming even later. And that makes mm. me wonder if it even comes out at all. I was gonna say <laughs> you heard it first
2: here, folks, that PS four version is getting cancelled. <laughs> yeah. That seems to be kind of the trend lately, if if games are not day like especially if if versions are not coming out at the same time. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. It's not even it just like as a developer, man. Let's move on. Like I know there's so many systems out there to take advantage of, but you know, reports are kind of coming out that PS5s are becoming easier to buy, easier to find. Um, you know, and so I think anybody who's still playing, you know, their PS4 daily is going to get one of those. So you know, we gotta we gotta bite that bullet, folks. You know, let's 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 focus all of our efforts on on current gen now. What we used to always call next yeah, gen. Let's let's make that pull that bandit off.
0: Gotham Knights did it. They they. Like, yep, we're just yeah. the current gen game now, so Smart. so um, yeah. I, as you said, we'll see. Midnight Suns is probably doing the same thing, yeah. And then, one more thing, also speaking of delays, though I don't think this game ever had a an official release date, is Hogwarts Legacy, yep. is delayed as well. It'll be coming out February 10th now in 2023. Uh, not surprising, I, we haven't seen very much of the game. So if it was going to make some kind of fall uh, release date, you would think there'd be more coverage. Granted, there are events coming up, uh, but, but they've been kind of silent for a while, so... Not yeah, I'm. Case. I'm
2: not Yeah, I'm not surprised by that one at all. Uh, Avalanche, the team behind it, you know, like the biggest games they've done prior to this is you know, Disney Infinity and things like that. So it's, you know, it's definitely the the biggest project that this team has had so far. Um, it's just kind of a bummer though, because I felt like Hogwarts would have been a very, very good like cozy November December kind of game where you know the Harry Potter universe has always done Christmas pretty well. So I'm mm-hmm. sure there's probably going to be some Christmas elements in there, and um, you know, at least. We should still get it when it's nice and cold and you can get that blanket and hot cocoa and just kind of, you know, vibe with it pretty well. But, um, yeah, my wife is a Harry Potter mega fan, so I'm sure she she was looking forward to it. But, you know, take the time, you know, especially if they're a newer team trying to do a a game unlike anything else they've done before. Make sure it's
1: right.
0: Yeah, and and a franchise that really needs... You know to come yeah. out swinging because you know fans are very fervent, even with the movies not doing as well. The current movies, the Fantastic Beast, but yeah. a lot of a lot of eyes are on this game. So yeah, they should be aiming for a you know a stellar release. So mm-hmm. and it's not that long, not that long. Of no, wait, so no. All right. Well, that's all the small news items I got. So we can move actually into the format of the show. So if you're just joining us, John and I each bring three things to the table. Uh, It can be a news item. It can be a video game we're playing. It can be an email to playstationpalspod at gmail.com. Any of those things, whatever we feel like talking about, uh, that's what we do here. So let's get right into it, John. What do you got for us first
2: Yes, so we just got uh, an announcement from PlayStation for the uh, August PlayStation Plus Extra uh, and Premium games. So just kind of wanted to go over those and just see what our temperature is on, you know, these new new games we'll be able to play for in quotes free. Um, so arriving on uh, August 10th, we're going to get uh, Yakuza Zero, Yakuza Kiwami. Uh, Yakuza Kwame 2 Dead by Daylight Actually, yeah, no Dead by Daylight, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands Mm-hmm. Uh, and then bug snacks. So we're getting all those games on August 10th. Um, you know, obviously with uh, Like a Dragon coming to uh, the Essentials tier uh, this month, as well as the Yakuza games coming to premium, uh, you know, at an un- undisclosed date in the future this year. Uh, you can tell PlayStation's all in with this franchise. And I think they're kind of pacing it out pretty well uh, for people who want to get into the franchise um, to be able to, you know, hey, you can have a taste with it with six, you know, and, or I'm sorry with uh, like a dragon which is seven uh which is a you know its own new set of characters you know kind of jump into the franchise and it's the newest one so you know it's gonna be the flashes and things like that but you know if that is something that you enjoyed you now have the ability to kind of go back and see where this franchise started um Yakuza 0 is a prequel to the first game so it's it's really kind of the genesis of that arc um and then Kiwami 1 and Kiwami 2 are just remakes of the original PS2 versions of Yakuza 1 and Yakuza 2 so you can really kind of jump in at the beginning and see if it is something that's for you. And if it is, you know, they'll probably say, "Well, why don't you give us a little more money now?" And you can play these next games on premium. So, I'm mm-hmm. sure that's the idea there. Um, you know, pretty smart. And if you're into those games, you know, it's it's definitely definitely pretty awesome. Um, Dead by Daylight. Nick, have you ever played Dead by Daylight?
0: No, no. I've okay. I've, I've watched videos of people playing it for for quite a minute, but it, I never got never got into actually playing it.
2: Yeah, I haven't either. And this is, I think, one of those games that you don't realize how large it is or how big it is until you kind of like really look at numbers. This game's been chugging along, uh, for a long, long time now. It's, it's one of those asymmetrical multiplayer games somebody plays as a serial killer. I think they have, you know, all the famous ones, you know, Jason's, Michael Myers, um, you know, different, uh, I think Evil Dead is in there, some other, some other type of, you know, famous horror, horror things, but, you know, I've never been into asymmetrical games, so, you know, but if you are, I just wanted to check out. And then uh, Recon Wildlands, which is, you know, your open-world Tom Clancy game. I've heard the people, again, who are into those kind of games like it. It is pretty grindy, um, and you have to be make sure that you're into the Tom Clancy-style um, shooting. But if you are, then that's a good one. And then Bug Snacks, which was a PS5 launch game uh, that is one of the weirdest games I've ever played, um, where you're effectively capturing, you know, uh, a live uh, food, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, so that's that's one that I would recommend people check out. Like, if only just to see, like, what, you know, to kind of have a weird little fever dream. Um, but then finally, we are getting an additional uh, five games on August 16th. Uh, which we're getting Metro Exodus, Trials of Mana, uh, Uno, Monopoly and Monopoly Plus. Um, not sure why they're releasing games on separate days of the month. That is kind of a we're- weird thing.
0: Thing? Where are you reading the separate dates? Because it, it is saying everything on August sixteenth on the board. Oh, it is. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. August tenth well, would have already passed. It, these would already be
2: available. That's fair. I, I honestly thought they were. So, uh, my apologies. My apologies. I, I guess everything is August sixteenth.
0: The blog weird <laughs> words it weirdly. Like I, I don't know why it says like also available on August sixteenth. Are these other games? It's like well. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> that's and that that's my mistake. I must have just put the, the tenth date in my brain somewhere where I was reading something, because that also doesn't make sense. Why would they be on six days apart? So um my mistake, I will backtrack oh. everybody, August sixteenth, all these games are coming. Yep. Um so yeah, so, you know, it's, it's kind of weird that they didn't put Metro Exodus kind of in this, like, you know, they, they made a nice blog post and, you know, yes. put these bigger games with, with, like, you know, images and things like that, you know. And Ex- Metro Exodus, that's a, that's a AAA, you know, first person shooter atmospheric and things. So it's, I would, I would, you know, p- pay attention to that one. Um, you know, don't kind of think it's this smaller game just because it got a bullet point, but. Um,
0: yeah, and it's weird too, because that actually has a PS5 version like there's a yeah. PS5 version of that game. <laughs> so that's, yeah, it's weird that they didn't focus on that.
2: Weird messaging, but um but yeah, those are the the extra games that we're getting for this month. So I think overall, um you know, if they are if they're for if you're into Yakuza, you you know, you're you're eating good. If you're not into Yakuza, I think it's kind of weak, but you know, we're going to we're going to be drip fed these games. You know, we're, you can't expect to get, you know, hey, this month we're getting Hades, Nier Automata, God of War and Bloodborne. Like you know, they're not going to do that. They're going to drip feed some stuff to us and, you know, I would recommend anybody who's subscribed to this tier, you know, don't be afraid to check these games out. You'll never know what you might find. You might find something you like. Um, mm-hmm. what how do you think what do you think about the the selection, Nick?
0: It's it's okay. Uh I think yeah again it's it's leaning very heavily on yakuza so if you don't like a yakuza games as we're gonna, we're going to talk about a little bit later I'm teasing ahead um <laughs> uh, then these games are not going to do it for you and then these are all just you know bigger older titles and I was kind of as we talked before uh more indie games would be nice like more yeah. Bigger indie games, you know, either a big one that's coming out like Stray, or a big ones that like a Hades, or you know, an older title, uh, Death Store, like you had right. just played. Oh, that would have been funny if Death Store was one of them. That would have yeah. made me laugh. I wouldn't.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it is soon, honestly. <laughs>
0: so, uh, no. So it's okay. Like the, these aren't any. These are pretty decent games. So. You know, it's not the worst thing in the world, but yeah, I would like a little bit more of a mix. Maybe take a couple of these bigger games off and just put some indies in there.
2: Yeah, you know, spread the Yakuza games out. We don't need three in one month, you know, <laughs> do one, you know, you can spread those out a bit. But um, one thing I did, yeah, I, I find very, you know, maybe the most interesting thing out of all of this, Nick, is. There is no premium games announced. Like, even if you go to PlayStationLifestyle.net, which I don't know if it's an official PlayStation site or not, it's probably not, but, you know, it literally says no games added for August 2022, which, Mm -hmm. how is that okay? Like, at this point, (laughs) like, if, if, you know, we're two months into this new service, and, you know, maybe, again, maybe they just have a very weird cadence when it comes to when these games hit the service. Um, I find it weird... Already off the bat, that you get your extra games in the middle of the month and your essential games kind of in the beginning. But you know, I really hope that they don't let this just die or just you know, kind of hope that the people who subscribe to it just forgot that they subscribe to it and collect money. <laughs> but you know, PlayStation has a rich history, man. Like there's a lot that they can pull from, and and I don't know, just to have the first month be a couple PSP games, no mm-hmm. PS1 games, and the second month be nothing at all. Assuming nothing, you know, and we're going to keep our eyes, you know, focused and see if something comes up. But I just, you know, uh, not a good start for for the premium tier for sure. No,
0: not even close. Uh, um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're thinking is. Hopefully, maybe next month will be Melgar Solid Four and all will be forgiven. <laughs> you know, the, right. the, the big releases. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm with you on that. And and then again, they also are not re- removing anything. We haven't seen. it's true uh yet the a list of games that are coming off the service, I know it just started we're on month two, but uh yeah, yeah another we're just getting this is more and more games are getting added to it, which is nice, you know you don't have to I, I, freak out about a game leaving and having to play it before <laughs> before yeah. a date.
2: I would imagine when these contracts are signed, you're probably at the very, very, very low end, a three-month contract, if not a six-month contract. So I would expect probably maybe next month or at least, you know, kind of the beginning of next year is when we're going to start to see some of these things fall off. But um, overall, you know, like you said, it's okay. Uh, I would be mad if I was a premium tier member. Luckily, I'm not. So, yep. yeah, that's what we get for the month of August, folks.
0: All right. All right. So moving on, I'm going to be bringing the games this episode. I had some time off, so I used a lot of that time to play some video games. And uh, the first one I wanted to talk about was recommended to me by John. Uh, mm. It is called a Artful Escape. It is. Uh,
2: it is not called an a, Artful Escape. It is the Artful Escape, Nick. The Artful Escape. <laughs> the Artful Escape. Yes. I'm
0: getting get confused with another game <laughs> I'm going to talk about later that is also <laughs> a something. Uh, my bad the artful escape recommended by john this comes from beethoven and dinosaur uh it was released this year on ps5 i I was uh, surprised to see that uh it came out last year on other platforms pc and xbox but it was released this year uh it is currently sitting on an 80 on metacritic uh it -hmm. has one of the strongest uh cast of uh actors in it including lena hetty carl weathers and mark strong like just you know jason schwartzman i don't i don't know how they pulled that off man (laughs) yeah yeah there must be some kind of connection to hollywood that someone working on this game has uh to get the pull on these voices not that you know they probably did all recorded it during covid so you know they weren't not a lot of work going on and you could do this you know remotely but uh it's impressive and as the as the title implies, the game is just beautiful. It is an artful escape. The art direction in this game is incredible. It's a beautiful, beautiful game. Uh, it only runs about five hours, so it, you really are just you're popping in and then you're right back out. Uh, what are your thoughts, John? Before I get into kind of some of the negatives, so
2: have you paid attention to my my PlayStation profile in the
0: last day or so, Nick? Yes, I know what you did. I okay. know what you did. <laughs> and that's in the that's in the negative column of the game too. So that's why I didn't yeah. mention that part. But sure. so both- last night I did pl- I did platinum yeah, this game
2: mm-hmm. uh, on PlayStation. Um played it played it back when I had covid earlier in the month and I kind of had some t- time to play games, you know, on my uh, I think I mentioned on the show before my spare bedroom with the crappy TV and all that good stuff and um, you know, I've been on a platinum kick lately, so I wanted to check it back, check it out, and I, you know, I have a new uh, LG C1 TV, so I wanted to see how the colors pop. And I am very, very happy. I checked this game out again. Like on that TV, it's almost like a entirely brand new game. The colors are so, so vivid, and like Nick was saying, the art direction is just it's it's LSD crazy Mm. like it's just a fever dream of a game you know where the gameplay yourself you're not you're really just kind of going from the point a to point b you can hold down square while you're going and your character plays a guitar he just solos the entire time um you know so it's obviously very easy it's more of an experience i think than a game yeah um But I I think the 80 is a very, very appropriate score uh, for this game. I think it's one of those that does a couple things exceptionally well, like Nick said. The art direction is top tier. I think the music is done very, very well. You know, there's not Mm -hmm. really... There's not really tracks so much as like I, like I said, you're constantly music's constantly playing. Your, your character effectively is Bob Dylan's nephew, I think. That's like basically <laughs> who you're supposed to be. You know, you're this you're this up and coming musician who's related to this historical figure who has all these expectations to you know follow in his footsteps and. You know, without getting into any narrative things, you know, you basically want to forge your own path and do your own thing. Um, but like, the music was good, the the cast was great, but there's not much of a game to it. So like, did, if you're looking for something, oh, go ahead.
0: Did you did you like the story?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was you know fine. It was. Uh, to me anything? Pro- yeah, it, for me, it's probably the weakest part of the game. And if I'm being totally honest, like I. Really? S- yeah, I mean, I th- like I said, I th- I think it was it was good. You know, he had a lot of lot of you know the dialogue was was good. Um, I, take this with a grain of salt though, because when I replayed it this last time on PlayStation, I literally skipped all the, all the conversations oh. because <laughs> because I'd already seen that part back in the day, and I was just trying to you know get through it for obvious reasons. Um, the worst. So like from what I can, re- <laughs> I know from what I can remember. You know it was that kind of tropey like i want to be my own person and do my own thing and you know be yourself and you know and then there was kind of the Lightman character right who kind of created a little bit of a conflict there um but you know when i when i walk away from the game when i think back on the game i'm going to remember the colors the art the music not so much the story if okay. i were to kind of say but yeah well, i mean i thought it was, it was thought it was very good
0: yeah, well, I, the, the weakest part of the game is the gameplay because it's basically sure. non-existent. Yes. It's uh, it's a 2D platformer, and then a like kind of a music repeat. Um, a person's going to play a song, and then you repeat it on your controller using the buttons, like Simon Says. Yeah, and even those aren't very complicated. So, like when I the weakest part of the game is, I think that like after yeah. playing the game, I was like, why why wouldn't like Pixar or DreamWorks just make this into a movie you know you just add like the main character sings and that's basically one of their movies it's got the the positive message inside it's got mm. the fantastical mm. alien designs that are all over the place the aliens are incredible yeah. um, I loved every one of them they're just, they're just a visual feast you know to look at on the ship it's, it made it worthwhile to explore the few sections of the game you could just because there was a lot going on um, both the yeah, in the forefront and the background but uh yeah the, the yeah the game just it's, it's nothing <laughs> yeah it really, no. you really you could have watched the whole thing <laughs>
2: <laughs> no that, and that's yeah that that's you know kind of i think why i skipped through i just wanted to see the visuals again listen to the music and get that shiny shiny trof- platinum trophy uh, but that's a really good point nick I, that is it, it it is it could be a pixar movie for sure okay. um you know it's almost yeah it's like almost like a pg version of like rick and morty you know if you kind of watch that show or you know know the know the places they go they all kind of look that same way but right. um i'm glad you played it man you know I, I i didn't know if you would get to it or if it was kind of your thing because you know i again you're you're turning around your indie your indie game playing <laughs> tendencies which i which i love um but i'm i'm glad you enjoyed it cuz you know it was It was one that I think a lot of people missed because it is what it is. You know, it is kind of a Mm -hmm. weird little little title, but um, deserves a little bit more recognition, too.
0: Yep, it is is on the PlayStation Plus extra tier. I should have mentioned that. Uh, So it is easily accessible now if you subscribe uh, to that or the premium tier. So you can play it for free. And like I said, it's five hours. And then, of course, John, like I didn't like... (laughs) This is, how, this is how John let me know he was playing the game. He's like, oh, look at the character customization. And I was like, he's just humbly saying he's about to platinum the game. like, well. Because not only he sent it to me directly, he sent it again in our little platinum uh, group chat. And I was like, he's just humbly bragging that he's, he also is platinum it. So don't think that you guys got one over on me, you guys, with you each getting a platinum <laughs> in it. Like, I, I'm i also getting the platinum, but I'm not directly saying that. I'm just like, oh. look. Look at my character. Well, and that's what I thought. I thought
2: you were trying to pass one over on me because I noticed you got the platinum and didn't say anything in our little chat group. So well, I thought you were. I thought you were waiting to come onto the show and be like, "Well, John, I got the you know <laughs> do like the platinum thing." And be like, and that's why I wanted to come over and be like, "Ha ha, ha Look at me!" But you know, I guess well, I couldn't help myself with showing my my character creator.
0: And that's another weak thing about the game. Well, it's, you it's whether it's weak or not is up to you. It's just it's it's like a no brainer platinum. Like you beat the game, you yeah. platinum it. It's uh, it's yep. nothing like that. But uh, so if if you're a platinum trophy hunter, here you go. That's a like a that's a afternoon to get that platinum trophy. But the game the game's yep. incredible. I really, you know, I obviously I I don't like indie games because I they kind of stick to like uh, representing nostalgia. Usually, you know, like Metroidvania's or Death Store with Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. But I do like indie games like Firewatch or this that kind of like – or Stray that kind of like just kind of a newer experience packaged mm-hmm. in a sh- much shorter title. Uh, so, yeah, I, r- I really uh, recommend the game. It was – I thanks, John. I, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, man. All right. Well, that's my piece on it. So we can move on to your next topic, John.
2: All right. So the year is 2015. PS Plus games are getting announced. We're getting Sticks Master of Shadows, Mousecraft, and everybody's favorite game Entwined, and then a nice little game called Rocket League. All right, and I and I thought at the time I was like, wow, that's one of the worst months I've ever seen. You know, how could anybody want to play any of these games? And then I played Rocket League. And Fast forward seven years, and Rocket League is probably by far my number one most played game in time. And I so I, today, I just kind of wanted to shine a little light on it. You know, it's a game that Nick and I both play, um, and just, you know, sing its praises, talk a little bit about it. You know, obviously, this game came out seven years ago, so if you're listening to the show, you know, this is nothing new. You probably heard this game from one, you know, your friends, or you play it yourself. But um This is the only game, folks, I think that's ever, with the exception of Call of Duty in college, because, you know, you're just hanging out with Mm -hmm, your buds playing, mm -hmm. playing Call of Duty, that I have actually gotten invested in as a multiplayer game. And... You know, it, it was released in 2015 from Psyonix, and the, the big thing about this game, like, once it, immediately when it got released, is that it, it got released onto PS Plus. So, if you were a PlayStation member, at the time, the P- PS4 was blowing up, you know, it was breaking record sales, everybody loved it, you know, all the games were coming out. And so they just took a gamble and put this game for free on PS Plus. And I think that was the absolute best thing they could have done. And I think there's even games to this day that are trying to employ that philosophy when it comes to their games, If they think they're a smaller game with multiplayer tendencies. they I I see a lot of times that they'll put it directly on the PS Plus because you're going to immediately get that player base bump. And with this, I think they just found a group of people who, you know, whether they're you know, this game scratches so many itches, I think, you know, it scratches the sports itch, right, which which there's, it's not really about, I'm not really a sports guy when it comes to video games, Nick's not a sports guy when it comes to video games, but we all have a competitiveness inside of us, and so, you know, you're hitting a ball from one goal to the next, It's it's, you know, the objective is as clear as day, have more points than the other team, but what this game excels exceptionally at to me is, and I guess you might be able to, you might look at this as a negative, but I don't, is that it has the craziest skill curve I've ever seen in a game. Where you can, you start the game and like my son will play it and he'll just drive around and you, you know, you gotta just hit the ball with your car. Hitting the ball with your car can be fucking hard. Like sometimes, even to this day, I, I play this game for thousands of hours, I will just miss the ball. But, There's also moments where a ball is bouncing in the air. You drive your car up the side of the wall. You flip off of that. You use your boost. You hit the angle shot on the ball. It goes in the net, and you just feel like you're a fucking god. And... You know, there's not a lot of games out there that I think can have that feeling because, you know, any other multiplayer game, whether it's, you know, Call of Duty or, or um, you know, Fortnite or any of those things, you know, you you might feel good if you get a kill or two, but you never reach those highs that you can reach in Rocket League with maybe the exception probably of like a Battle Royale. I, I don't know because I've never really gotten into those, but when you execute, when you have a plan and you execute that plan and it to a, to perfection, you feel so, so good. And like, you know, and then you could add in the extra facts that maybe this happens in overtime. Maybe this happens, happens at the end of regulation. Maybe you had a really big comeback and it just creates such a, such a fun experience. You know, I, I think I'm a little bit lucky in the fact that one of my best friends, he lives in Colorado he got a switch and he started playing this game And so it's a way that him and I can stay connected and we're the only ones that we play with so I don't have to deal Um One of the things about this game that is definitely a negative is it's very toxic, right? You know, it has a quick a quick chat system that lends itself to sarcasm Incredibly well, you know, everybody's heard what a save but even there's other things like okay, like okay Like okay, you just hit that ball really or wow or whatever the case and so just playing with my friend, I don't have to deal with that shit, allows us to just have a, a really, really fun experience. And um, another, you know, in, in this game, seven years later, man, it's still so, so big. I actually checked today. Um, around 3.30, it was the sixth highest game being watched on Twitch at the time. And the only games higher was GTA... Uh, GTA 5, League of Legends, Dota 2, and Rust. And just chatting, of course, but just chatting is always high. And so it's just, you know, it it really has cemented itself in this genre. Or, I'm sorry, in this multiplayer space. And I... I, Nick, do you ever see this game going away? Like, I was thinking (laughs) about this earlier. It, you know, it kind of did what Smash did, right? Where it, it almost created a genre to such a perfection and it feels so good. I, can, I can't I can see another developer, somebody out there, like, stealing Rocket League's Thunder. Would, do you think that that's possible
0: at this point? <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't think so. Though I thought maybe we've heard of, there's been rumblings of other people trying to bring this, you know, bring a, a game similar to this out. Uh, my last question about this is, because the only one that I think could do it is Psionics. is Do you you think this would ever get a sequel?
2: No. No, I think that this game is just, you know... Any any type of sequel would fundamentally break what the game is. You know, if you're trying to go so crazy where you want to separate yourself into like, you know, to be able to tell the difference between rocket league and rocket league two, I think they would just find themselves in like an overwatch two situation where, you know, it's it's the same fucking shit. We're just, you know, you're just either making us buy it again or you're, you know, I don't know, adding extra cosmetics that aren't available in the old version, which at the end of the day would just piss people off. But I think they do a pretty good job with their seasons uh and giving you know enough enough reason to keep playing and you know kind of grinding that out. Everything is obviously cosmetic, so I think they'll just continue to ensure that the servers are o- operating as as good as they can and honestly they are you know i'm always is always very quick to get into a game um you know i'm obviously the high player base doesn't hurt with that but I, I think it's just something that they continue to support. they continue to fine tune it, make sure that their their fans are happy, and you know this game will just kind of live in perpetuity um i yeah i don't just in the same way like we said earlier multiverses i don't you know it's good, but I don't think it'll ever take down smash the only reason like the only difference being multiverses is, is able to be played on all all platforms, not just the Nintendo mm-hmm. switch like smashes so you know that it has a a little bit difference there rocket leagues on everything. But I just, yeah, I I know there's some motorcycle game coming out that's trying to, you know, compete with it. Um, but it, it's just, you know, Nick and I have talked about having an episode maybe in the future about perfect games. And for what this game tries to do, um, you know, it, it executes exceptionally well. And it's not to say there's not frustrations, you know, there's times where, you know, the it stutters a bit and I'll miss a ball or, you know, a uh, opponent gets the most bullshit goal that they just smack the ball on a corner and it bounces imperfectly, And, you know, you want to throw your controller, but that comes with the territory with multiplayer games. So, um, you know, I just, I wanted to shine a little light on, I, you know, what's turning into one of my favorite games of all time. I never would have thought I would have said that, but, um, you know, it's uh, it's something special for me. But you know, do you have any any thoughts on the game, Nick? I know you've kind of picked it up a little more, a little more intensely recently too.
0: Yeah, I I, I played it on Xbox because at the time I was playing on Xbox. Uh, I paid for it. Uh, I didn't get ah, it free. You sucker. <laughs> but uh, no, I think the what you just mentioned, the perfect game part of it is yeah, it was free on PlayStation Plus, and that definitely helped with people. Taking a shot on it that normally wouldn't, but that doesn't take away from the fact that what it's doing is can't it can't be made better. Like I can't think of a way to make it better, uh, especially the core three v three, two v two, one v one. And you know they add a bunch of crazy modes that can distract you a little bit, but it's it's perfect. It's one of the tightest controlling games I've ever played, and you know you can't blame anyone but yourself when you're not winning. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, you, if you're playing extremely well, making the passes, getting the right connections on the ball, making those pinpoint uh, hits and saves, like it feels really good. It's, it it's almost equates to like a fighting game. Like it's just so, yeah. so pinpoint perfect and accurate and so fine tuned that uh, really mm-hmm. speaks to why the game is still around. And as, as you mentioned, I don't, I, it's not going away anytime soon.
2: Um. I do
0: wish the seasons would get a little more creative where the season of this theme is like money. (laughs) You know? Like they're a little too like general and basic and and they save a lot of the like wilder car designs for the store or like the goals and all the animations for the store. But I wish that they would put a little more time into this one and uh, into uh the the passes themselves um because that's what you're looking at most of the time and i do appreciate the extra challenges that you get for getting into the season pass but i wish a lot of the content in the the rocket pass is, is hasn't been great and i've bought i purchased the last like three i think so yeah uh and there's nothing really blowing blowing me away in, in any of them so uh,
2: that that's a fair point um I think they like they're kind of at the point with this game where it would be nice to see them, you know, it would be expensive for them but god knows how much money they're making. But get some sort of official partnership with with a with a big notable something right I mean they've done in the past you can you know the Batmobile is a kind of car you can have same with James Bond's car but have a season that's like you know maybe not Marvel or Star Wars you know because that's maybe a little too big but you know get some some big notable um, you know thing that they could kind of partner alongside with and, and get people really kind of excited to, to get the things. Cause you are right. It's oh cool. I got another topper that I'm never going to use. I got mm-hmm. another banner. I'm never going to use. I got another thing I'm never going to use, but you know, but there are <laughs> certain people out there. I will say that just like to level up and like, that's, you know, for me when I, I haven't bought a season pass in two years. Uh, Cause I think, yeah, like you said, this one was, this is money. The last one was cartoons, which, or, mm-hmm. it was, which was just kind of weak. Um, but I did buy one of the Western theme one and that one was cool because like you know, you had like a good the bad and the ugly cloak with like his hat and you know, I always like trying to get the goal explosions too, but that's that's a I will I I can I can secede that it it could do the season rewards a little bit better, but it's low low cost, ten bucks a season. You know, at least it's not too too high of an entry point for it. So,
0: and, and it's owned, um, and they're owned by Epic, so like <laughs> the yeah, Fortnite, yes, they are. Where Fortnite gets every collaboration on the planet, like That's a good boy, and, man. every good every all everything they could ever want. Oh yeah, you want to know when Rocket League really sucks to play? Is when Fortnite's doing an end of season event because the Epic servers are just are just garbage Uh, because one time I was playing Rocket League I'm like what is going on like this is the worst servers I've ever played on and it was the same day like they were doing like a big their end of season event so everyone was logging into Fortnite to witness witness it Uh, so so, uh, yeah so it's weird that that game is getting all the crazy battle passes, Doctor Strange coming. Uh, um, they just teased the Dragon Ball Zs coming to do that. You you mean I can't get a Dragon Ball Z themed Rocket League car? That would be sweet. Yeah, you it's know? just like
2: Goku. It's just like Goku with like his legs and his hands like as the wheels and he's just running around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't want it to be as absurd as that. But yeah, and then, and
2: then and then the ball turns into a Dragon Ball like you hit yeah. that around. Yeah. yeah. And, and the goal explosion is the dragon from Dragon Ball. Like, yeah, you can make this work.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's the only weakness of the game. So it's not perfect anymore. I, don't, I, I can't say that anymore. 9.9. <laughs> because 9. <laughs> because the, the, the collectibles in Season Pass content. Doesn't, it doesn't have Dragon Ball. I want to drive as Goku. So, <laughs> <laughs> But, no, it is a perfect game. And, yeah, we'll, I'm sure it will come up again on this show because – Yes. It's not going away. It's not going away, so. All Mm. right. Moving on to the next game I played. Uh, This is... It is Yakuza Like a Dragon. It came to the PlayStation Plus Essential uh, tier this month, and... As we mentioned before, like it had a zany trailer. It's reviewing very well. It's got an 86. I thought I would check it out. Uh, it comes from Ryuga Gotoko Studio and Sega. It was released back in 2020 in uh, November in the U.S. Uh, I played about 12 hours of it. And overall opinion is I'm uh, not a big fan of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Which we'll get into here. Uh, Before I do, this game does a really weird thing, and I don't know why. Uh, When you're not – if you're in the game and you go out to, like, look at trophies or you exit out to the home screen to look at anything else, the game still runs in the background. So, (laughs) So I had, like, just gotten to the main menu, and I think I had to let the dog out or something. And a cutscene was playing, and I came back, and my guy was, like, in the middle of a chase. Like he was like it was giving me instructions Ouch. on how to chase the chase the dude down, and I was like, what? What, <laughs> "What? what happened?" And I know like like online multiplayer games are the same way. The game still exists because the world is you know constantly running because there's other players there. You know I think I believe Elden Ring is the same way, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, <laughs> I never had a single player game just do
1: yeah, I've never this heard to of me that.
0: before. Like I was just, and then I was like, "Well." Is that what happened? And then I went and I tested it. And sure enough, I I, I proved, I was able to prove it. You know, the next cutscene, I exit out. I'm like, okay, so I got to make sure I hit the pause button in the game. And then I got to, I can go out and be like, oh, where am I at in trophies? Where am I at in, you know, other things, you know, on PlayStation. Yeah. But I, I thought it was very well, <laughs> very, uh, very weird. Uh I have yeah, not. That's seen an interesting it. quirk. I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah, I've never come across that in a single-player game yet on a, on PlayStation. So that was just a weird thing. I know the first night. It was like I missed so the whole beginning. I think like or something. I don't know. Uh, but... it was the red
2: herring. I see. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to break this up kind of into two parts, and then I know John, you played you played Yakuza Zero, correct?
2: Yes. Yeah, I've, I've beaten Zero.
0: Okay. Uh, so this is what the game really does well, and the first thing is the setting. Like not only just being Japan, but Yokohama, the city, the the culture, the hostess clubs. Uh, they talk about prostitution a lot in this. It's just like there's a lot of interesting things about Japan that are in this. How the characters behave mm. with each other, the plot, you know, the very polite. Uh, just these. This is not a setting that you're you're typically used to. Uh, in the games, in in previous games, you're like we used to New York, we used to U.S. cities, you know, London and Watchdogs Legion. Uh, so, like the setting alone is just it really stood out to me, and I really, I really enjoyed enjoyed it, you know, from the from the start to where I'm at now. Um, and I wonder, is does do all the games take place in the same city, John? Does, does Yokohama so, sound familiar?
2: No, Kamurocho is the. um is I believe Yakuza zero one two three four five six. I believe is Um, You know seven like a dragon. They they switched up the character, the combat style, and the setting. So it okay. really is like you know yeah, it's a pretty pretty easy one to jump into for that reason.
0: Okay, but I'm pretty sure those things are pretty similar, and they'll probably come yeah. through in a lot yep. of the games. Those things. Um, and then it has one of the most unique like party that I've ever had in a video game like the then they're all interesting and and very endearing characters is very strong so you have ichiban Kas- kasuga he's the main guy he's this ex yakuza guy who wears his heart on his sleeve he's always doing the right thing you know always you know you know willing to help others uh which is not unusual for the main hero and then you get your first party member is koichi adachi who's like a 60-year-old ex-cop, this old man <laughs> <laughs> that rolls with you. Uh, and then the next party member is you, Namba, who's a former nurse turned homeless man.
2: <laughs> and I'm looking at a website right now it says default job homeless guy
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah and he has the funniest attacks too like he sprinkles bird seed on guys so pigeons will attack <laughs> nice. he has a move that where he'll beg for money uh he can heal himself by sleeping on a cardboard box <laughs> like, stuff nice. like that. and then and then finally uh the last party member i got is psycho mukuda and she's just a uh a, a Club hostess, like you know, bar, like a at a bar, you know, she's just a the hostess there. So it's like the very unusual cast. It's not, you know, they they don't have like super badass stories behind them even your guy, he's ex Yakuza, the main guy, but he was in prison for 18 years. And when he was in the Yakuza, he pushed a a guy in a wheelchair around. It wasn't like, he was like some (laughs) badass doing like some big leader guy. So it was like a very like humble group of people that kind of get wrapped up in this interesting story with the, with the different factions in the game that I I really attached to. It's like, I liked learning about them. They're, they all have, different backstories and reasons why they're there. So I was enjoying all that parts of it. And then, as I mentioned, with, <laughs> with the homeless guy and his weird attacks, like, the sense of humor in this game is just really absurd. You know, when we were watching that trailer, John, it, those weird summons are called Poundmates, mates. So okay. <laughs> yeah, so on your phone you can summon people that you've helped in the game. So I rescued a crayfish earlier in the game, so I can call on my phone a crayfish to come summon in and do oh, a of bunch of damage. Can. I can I helped out these guys in diapers, so I got these men in diapers that will just come out and help me. Uh, and I helped a lady in a soup kitchen, so now a lady with a ladle comes out and starts just some, beat, some <laughs> beating some ass. It's like it's hilarious. And listen, Nick. I don't care what you say
2: <laughs> from this point on. How do you not love this game?
0: <laughs> oh, we'll get there. All right, all right. Uh, and then even like the enemies are ridiculous. Like they can. There's like 250 enemies, and they're different variations on just dudes. Like there's like flashers, there's homeless men, <laughs> janitors. I like when you walk up to guys, and their description is threatening men. <laughs> like, you're just like, okay, yeah, that's that's all men, right? Is that everybody? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, the, like the humor is really what sells you on the game, and the and the, and the characters, like, it's the biggest, strongest thing. And then the city itself is just teeming with weird activities. Like this game has Mario Kart built right in, like an exact <laughs> clone of Mario Kart. This, just, just as a side thing. This, this yep. has nothing to do with anything else. It also has a side gig where you just collect cans, and it's just a Pac-Man-like, where the the ghosts are other homeless men trying to pick up cans, <laughs> and you're on a bike <laughs> picking up cans, and you get power-ups, and you can run into them and steal their cans, and they steal your cans. There's a whole side mm-hmm. thing into it. And then they have the games. They have pachinko machines everywhere. You, I just got into, like... Uh, meeting, uh, starting to run businesses, and you're worried about your stock price and all this. Like, I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) Like, 12 hours in, they're still introducing more and more of these things. There was a Professor Oak equivalent. And if you don't know, Professor Oak from Pokemon kind of charges your main character with, like, uh, you know, what, indexing every type of Pokemon, discovering them. He wants you to mm. do that for every bad guy in the game because he wants to help Jesus. rehabilitate them. <laughs> so that's how I know there's like 250 different oh, types yeah, of bad guys. I was going ask how you
1: knew that. <laughs> yeah,
0: and he looks just like a Professor Oak character. He comes at he comes out after I you know had to beat up a Flasher because you know I was just walking down the street and a guy flashed me and we had to have a boss battle with him so <laughs> <laughs> he came out and started this whole thing with me so the game is just absurd all around and I really appreciate that but and I'm and I'm sure uh, is this any different from your experience with the yakuza? No, that Zero sounds pretty
2: point. on on point. Yep. <laughs> that sounds pretty on point.
0: All right. So now let's get into the bad things. And unfortunately, the bad things are tied to the central loop of the game. And that is one, everyone talks. And they talk. And they mm. talk. And there's unskippable cutscenes, which go into unsk- unskippable cutscenes that go into skippable cutscenes that go back into unskippable cutscenes. You'll have a cutscene where you notice a girl in front of your building. You go, oh, that's interesting. And then you're back into the game, and it's like, hit X on the girl. I'm like, okay. And it goes right back into another cutscene. <laughs> like, Gross. Why can't you just let <laughs> – it could have just all played out. I didn't need to interact with this. So – and there's so much of it. I don't know how much I played in 12 hours, but I imagine it's maybe like 8 to 4 <laughs> like wow. at least, like probably that's a little exaggeration it's probably like 50 50 but like man people talk and they talk and they talk and it gets to the point where you're just i'm just gonna anytime i can skip i'm just like trying to read it as fast as i can and just skip because it's like man i want to get yeah. i want to play the game yeah. you know and that's throughout the whole thing and then there's also the combat system. As John mentioned, it moves to kind of like a turn-based combat system, which basically is kind of like a you're all on the field of battle, and everyone's just shuffling around, like moving moving around the battlefield. You're not controlling anybody, but where people are placed is important, which is what, weird why they, they just move around on their own, because some attacks that you do can affect people around you. And you can't plan because everyone's just moving randomly. So by the time you hit X, you Hmm. select the attack and move, the guys could have shifted around, and you're not going to be affecting as many guys as you thought. Or if you go to run up to attack somebody, if another enemy is between you and the guy you're attacking, he can interrupt your attack. But it's all random. They just move around random. There's no, like (laughs) – so you can't, like, kind of predict what they do. And then a lot of the – Go, go ahead. I was saying, so. Is there a benefit for
2: like executing your plan fast, or it doesn't really matter?
0: So if and if one of your guys knocks an enemy down, and you can instantly attack the guy when he's down, like say for some reason your character comes up next in the attack field, and you can hit him while he before he gets up, you do extra damage. Okay. But at the same time, if if someone if if your guys on if your guys are fighting on the other side of the battlefield, and your guy the guy that has to hit him has to walk all the way over there. He might not get there in time, or like I said, if there's another enemy, he'll interrupt them, and you'll lose your attack entirely.
2: Yeah, that's that's weird. It's weird trying to visualize that. I'll have to, like, it's just, yeah, it's weird that, like, you could execute your plan, and then he just kind of wanders away, and your character's like, well, I better not follow him. I'm going to attack this empty space of air with this baseball bat. It's yeah, weird.
0: just think about it like a Batman Arkham game. You know when you're a Batman Arkham game, how they all just stand around making taking turns on you? They don't typically all attack you at once. In right. later games, they got that up to three people might attack you at once. But it's similar to that. They're just all standing around, like, moving around, like, doing their thing. And then you have to kind of decide when to initiate your attack. And because they're moving around, you're like I said, you're just not able to, you know, hit them. Okay. So, <laughs> so that's and that's every battle. Um, yeah. And then a lot of your attacks are the same. They're all physical attacks. Like, the only like magic quote unquote attack I had was the homeless guy would breathe fire. He would drink, take a <laughs> swig of alcohol and then light the oh, guy on fire. Uh, so what you run up against enemies who are resistant to physical attacks or they have like, or they buff themselves. Say they, they, they uh, get higher defense or higher attack. And I can't change what, I can't change anything. So I have all yeah. four guys wailing on a person Except the one guy who does fire attack, he's doing his fire attack. Everyone else is just beating on this guy, and it's just like resistant, resistant, resistant.
2: I wonder if this is one of those situations where if you explore more and really dive into like the city, maybe you can start to get equipment that makes it easier. I mean, I'm sure you so, will eventually, but like, I don't know.
0: So just, you notice when you're playing, your first playing, is that you have two levels. You have your overall character level, and you have your job level. And as you God. mentioned, with the homeless guy, his default job was homeless man. Well, about, I don't know, 10 hours in, you get the ability to add extra jobs. Like, you can switch their their moveset out entirely and give them a new job. That is also a gamble because you don't know – you're starting their new job at level one. You don't know what their new skills are going to get as they level up. So, I switched to my character's jobs. I got lucky. I switched the, the girl to a idol – <laughs> and now she can seduce people and, like, like they won't attack Ooh. me anymore. But I switched to the other guy to a security guard, and his all his attacks suck. I'm like, this has been a waste. Like, all this experience went into yeah. this job, and now I'm going to have to go back and switch him back to another job that kind of hopefully varies him up from my other guys. Because, like I said, the second I run into a guy who's resistant to physical attack, it's like, well, I'm going to be here a while. Like, he's, I'm doing, yeah. like, 10 to 15 damage because that's all I can do, you know? So...
2: Have so. you ever liked a JRPG in the
0: past? <laughs> yes, of course.
2: Uh, okay, I just—I mean, like, yeah, like, what, what do you like? When you say like your favorite JRPGs, besides like Final Fantasy VII, because I know you played that. What, what do you think of?
0: Uh, I liked Final Fantasy XII. Okay. I did like the Tales games before Tales, <laughs> Tales of okay. the Abyss. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was going to say Rise again. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I typically. <laughs> I mean, I haven't played it recently, I, so it's like the, the this grind that I'm talking about is just an instant turn off. Like I just, yeah, like
2: even with this seems more traditional, right? This seems like yep. a, a traditional turn based system as opposed to Final Fantasy XII is has the gambit system, and that's more like active. And even the Tales games, that's more active too. So I wonder, yeah, I wonder if it's just you kind of you just don't like the the slowness of the turn based. Which there's nothing wrong with that. I just wonder if that's that's part of it.
0: Yeah, it's just. It's just, the, it's, it's a lot, you know, I just, yeah. I just did, went through a whole sewer section and it took forever to get through yeah. because it was full of those guys that I told you that are resistant to damage and it's, it's and I didn't have access to my phone. So I couldn't call all my new, my cool pound mates to help me get, to kill all, <laughs> all of them for me. Um, mm-hmm. so like, and then when we were talking like, and then that job system also affects the, the treasure because if you pick up a treasure and it's for a job that you don't have, it's just—it's like a waste. It's like oh, that's the
2: worst. Yeah. I hate it in games like that. Would they do that?
0: Yeah, yeah. I did not okay. want to get started. That's just—it's just the just a, a weak mechanic. Like, so I'm constantly getting things that do not apply to my party. Which <laughs> sucks. I keep picking up guitars. I'm like, who uses a guitar? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when this is the central loop of the game, is obviously the dialogue and the story, and then the the combat. It just—it just wore me down. And, yeah. you know, I don't – I have not deleted it off my system yet, but I don't think – especially when things start picking up this fall, uh, I don't think I'll be going back to it. So, uh, Okay. I Sorry, I talked a lot about that game, but it, it was, like, kind of the most polarizing game I've played in a while, and I really wanted to like it, but uh, it just – that that's that central loop which has to get you through a lot in games because you're doing it all the time in any game you know I if I can't get on board with that loop it's I'm not I'm not doing it
2: not doing it yeah no man there's too many games out there too many good games out there to play something you're not enjoying so that goes for everybody out there play what you want to play what you want to play not what
0: you think you should play um, are you gonna check it out John?
2: I yeah, I still, I, yeah, it's still high on my list. You know, I, I, uh, I want, you know, get through Death Stranding. You know, the wheel spoke last week, so I, I got to make sure that I, I adhere to the
0: wheel. Um, oh, but gee, how did I think the RFL escape slip in there then, hmm? Hmm?
2: Uh, I had to prove a point to you to think that you could try and gain ground on me, so <laughs> I had to. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. but I, uh, well, and let's be honest, like, Death Stranding's not a game. I think that, like, uh, I can just, I can just you know, from start to finish, not play anything else. It, <laughs> right. it kind of, no. it wears down on you too. But, um, you know, so yeah, I want to get to Yakuza definitely after Death Stranding. And there's all these little small games that are, I think I'm going to kind of sprinkle in here and there, like Stray, obviously I want to get to. Um, and uh, there's a, another indie game called Minute that I've been wanting to check out. So, you know, I might do a little bit of that. But I, I think after Death Stranding, uh, depending on the time of year, because, uh, the only other games coming out this year that I really have my eye on are uh, Last of Us Part One and God of War, with some indie games here or there like Call to the Lamb. Um, you know, I think maybe after Death Stranding, I'll give it a, I'll give it a, a deep deep dive to th- see if it's something that that I want to get back into because I, I did enjoy Zero for the for the reasons you stated in the front man. The, it's just too zany and weird to you know to to not like so.
0: And well. Uh just to tease a little later, I'm I'm gonna be adding another game to that list, John, so stay tuned. Okay. Uh, okay. let's let's move on to your <laughs> real quick before we
2: before we move on, do you think that so this is the only turn based one, right? Like zero is a beat-em-up. Do you think you right. should like check out like zero, maybe? Like if you like the story, if you like if you like those aspects of the game, you know, you could at least eliminate some of the uh randomness of the battle system and things that you don't like.
0: Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll food, put a pin on that. Thought. Yeah, Yakuza zero thought. might 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 make it. Uh I don't know when, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 All right.
2: Okay. Moving on. So, last topic here, so you know, yesterday I was, uh, as I just mentioned, I was pretty excited for uh, the release of Cult of the Lamb. You know, it's an indie game I've had my eye on for a while, so I wanted to just... I don't know, I wasn't planning on buying it yesterday, but I just went into the PlayStation store and just wanted to, you know, see it live on the store, and I searched for Cult of the Lamb, and I, and I don't see it, and I'm getting kind of frustrated. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I swear <laughs> it's out. Like, what's going on? And, you know, I should have known the moment I typed it in, but the, the, the PlayStation search functionality is not great. it's 18th on the list of the after I typed in Cult of the Lamb. And the, ahead of it was like Blessing of the Moon, Laura Croft and the Temple of Osiris and Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. And it got me thinking just, you know, what is the state of the PlayStation store? And I think I think we just as uh, consumers just you know, need to take a critical look at this thing and and expect better because th- It's just not acceptable in this day and age to have the store be in the state it is in. And so the the source functionality is one thing, but one thing I also want to maybe bring more to light than that is there has been recently this deluge of these very, very, let me me exaggerate here, very low effort games that are getting added to the store solely for the purpose of getting a platinum. And... You know, shovelware is kind of the term that we use in the industry to to kind of identify these games that really don't have any business being on the platform. They just bog down your store. They, they clutter it up and, and prevent you from finding the things you actually want to find. Um, and I so there's three developers specifically, uh, Thigh Games uh, and then Webnetic SRO and Clavaco SRO that have been making these games um, that are just honestly embarrassing, man. And so I just kind of wanted to talk real quick about, you know, what do we need to do? Or is this something that needs to be fixed? How could we fix it? And, you know, is it something that we're concerned about? Because I don't think it's fair to anybody, whether it's the consumer or the developer, that you're trying to find a hot new game that's reviewing very well, that's got a lot of press from PlayStation themselves, and you try to find the game on the store, and you have to scroll 18 eighteen things down the list to even get there. Like that's just not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I don't know how we how you know we do anything about that. But also these these low brow platinum games and listen, I'm gonna be the first one to tell you I have Two platinum trophies that I'm not proud of, but I was a different person. It was my fourth and fifth platinums, and that's my name is Mayo. My name is Mayo is kind of the 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 first version of these kind of games, right? Where you you get a platinum trophy by tapping on a mayonnaise jar ten thousand times, and I did it. You know, it was it was stupid. Whatever. I if I could Shame. take it back, I would. If I could Shame. take it back, I would. <laughs> but now we're seeing, so I'm just going run to run down this real quick. So on May 15th, we, we saw a game enter PlayStation called The Jumping Burger. And we're like, okay, you know, it's a game where you literally hit X, a little burger does a tiny little hop on a desk, you hit 500, you get a platinum. And then five days later, we get the jumping taco. And then six days later, we get the jumping pizza. And then we get the jumping fries and the jumping fries turbo, which is just a version of the jumping fries that gets you the platinum even quicker, but costs twice as much money. And then the jumping hot dog and the jumping soda, sandwich, burrito, brownie, sushi. Slow slow
0: down, John. I'm writing these all down. No, you're not. Shut up. <laughs> right, I wanna I wanna pass you in this platinum race. I I gotta get dirty. Yeah,
2: this is how you this is how you would do it, man. But these games are being developed in literally a week's time. And it's just concerning because for for a couple different reasons. First and foremost, it completely dilutes the reason I think that a lot of people go for these trophies is it gets you a collective list of, hey, look at what I've accomplished, whether it's something as silly, you know, you know, you tell your mom, hey, mom, look, I got a platinum trophy. She's going to say, shut up, John, you're an idiot. Don't play video games. But like for us who like video games, you know, it's kind of a, a little badge we can wear on our sleeve. And so if you're comparing your trophies with other people, like obviously you hear Nick and I doing quite a bit, it just really sours the the experience. Because if you come across somebody that's like, I have 75 platinum trophies, and then you go into their list and you see, yeah, but two of them are good. You know, it just, it really just starts to breed a little bit of toxicity into the community and into the play space, which is definitely not good. Um, and then it also just lowers the the barrier, like just the the level of what we what we are willing to tolerate on the store itself. You know, we should be able to go into the store and have... A, a reasonable way to find the games that we want to find, and unless if Sony is going to go in and like literally make a category that 's just called quick Platinums, these are going to continue to grow and grow and grow as you can see, this one developer can can pull these games out in five days at a time. What happens when you know and there 's already been two other clones, right like this uh, Webnetic SRO company. They make games called like a couple examples is the giraffe G, the tiger T, the football T, and again it's another game where you just hit X, and this doesn't even animate. Like your your giraffe, if you're playing the giraffe G, just turns gray, and it just it ups your counter, and so it's it's even more lowbrow, and or low effort, and it's just I I don't want to see a future where you know like we we saw this with the iPhone and the mobile game store where. When the when those started to hit the phones And they're like, okay, we have cool games to play You know, you have plant, Plants versus Zombies And these other games that are legit games That are actually quite, kind of fun And then we just have this race to the bottom Where now you can barely go onto Any of those stores You know, Apple had to devise a, a arcade platform Just to, I think, get people to be able to find The things that are worthwhile playing And I just don't want to see a future Where, you know, we We are just inundated With shit, and we have to like spend five to ten minutes, unless if you're like Nick or I, who literally are looking at Kotaku, IGN, or subreddits every single day to find the games that we want to play. Um, you know. And, and I actually found a, a, a or a comment, I think, on the subreddit about like what's going on, and he actually makes a point. He says, LOL, that's just the times, man. I just found a book on Amazon <laughs> about memes. Author literally printed out a bunch of memes from the internet and published it into a book that people actually bought with real money. And I think that that's pretty you know, applicable here. And, you know, I don't know how to fix it. I think it's good. it's only going to be able to come from Sony. Um, but like, they're also doing things like a little, that are a little concerning. You know, they just have this initiative where Sony wants to loan PS5s to indie developers to quote unquote, lower the barrier of entry, which I could see how that could be viewed as a positive. You know, it allows people to be, oh, you want to make a game for us? Make a game for us. That's great. But if this is what comes of that, if if we we start to see this more, fucking raise the barrier of entry, man. Because like I would, I want I want to find games I want to play, not just you know this this fucking garbage that we that we've been getting. But um, you know, do you is this a problem for you, Nick? Like, do you ever go on the store trying to find things that you want to find, or like do you notice it all, or is it just you're you're a much more focused gamer than I am, where you know what games you want to go get? But is is this something you've noticed or not really?
0: Yeah, I. I think we've talked about it before. When a new sale comes out, you're as you start getting to those last few pages, it's like, "What is this? Like, what are all these games? They're these are not good." And it's weird because it, those sales usually do kind of front load like the the big games, the the real games, and then like as I said, we go when we get to the last page, it does seem like that that's curated that way. I so- think they are
2: ordered by sales. I, I think.
0: Uh, but that, i'm not sure that would that. make that would make sense uh, Yeah. but uh yeah i they have to do something i you know that that the example you bring up is horrible like if i would develop cult of the lamb i would not be happy one bit with that story you exactly. told exactly um and so that really like i I used to work for an advertising agency, and they had to manage, like, thousands and thousands of assets. And, like, I, the term metadata was always thrown around, you know, and they're kind of just smaller tags that are put onto each and every file that that kind of helped with this item. So if you wanted to search apple boy picnic, you know, a boy eating an apple at a picnic would come up. And so maybe that's kind of what they really got to dig into is like that that metadata, and maybe start tagging these these games as like, you know, this is not the stuff we want at the forefront. If some crazy guy searches even one word in this game, it's the last game in the search results. Like, start tag, start getting all that data tagged to these things so that, yeah. So when I cult of the Lamb is searched, that that's number one, and then all the other games that. Are nowhere near the quality, or as good, or that the the same level of interest are just pushed to the back. Like, you yeah, know, so it's just, it
2: just makes no sense. You think like Sony, one of the largest electronic companies in the world, would have this down, but you know, I, I can't understand why. I start, I literally type in Cult of the Lamb, and I get Castlevania advanced Collection before <laughs> I get Cult of the Lamb. It's like
0: what is going on?
2: You know, yeah. it's just something that needs to be fixed.
0: And it's not a Sony problem, it's every problem. It's, I mean, it is, you're right. Ste- is. Steam has had this problem forever because it's been one platform forever, you know. We're kind of just getting into that now that we got a PS4 and PS5, you know, joined platform, you know. Any PS4 game can play on PS5, so we're just, this, that whole store comes over and people can just make PS4 games and they show up in the PS5 store. So... Uh, yeah, it's it's a problem. It needs to be fixed. Like that, yeah. that story you told me, I <laughs> I didn't know you were gonna go there, and I was like, oh, that's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it's bad, man.
2: It's bad. I think you know, and actually, uh, Descenders right now. I know I talk talk to you about Descenders all the time. That's the bike game my son plays. Um, I believe when that game got released. You couldn't even find it on the store, I remember listening to sacred symbols and and there was a kind they were kind of i think they i don't know if they took Sony to court or if they just had to like like really kind of go after him and be like you cannot even f- you type in the title of our game, it does not show up on the list yeah, so unless if that's it's a getting big yeah it's a huge problem so I don't know i just uh I don't want to see this race to the bottom. And if if we have to do this, if if we have to have this open marketplace, which is fine, like, I I think it's fine to have an open marketplace, but I just want to reiterate, these, like, My Name is Mayo was a masterpiece compared to these games. Like, at <laughs> least with My Name is Mayo, like, the mayonnaise jar changed colors, and you would get little stupid jokes in there, and, like, you know, it, it, it at least, like, kind of make fun and, like, is more tongue-in-cheek. This is just... <laughs> Nick, go look up a video of Snow Journey. And in fact, I might make you watch this Kyle Bossman video. It's kind of hilarious where you just hold the R1 button and you have these mountains, these, these static mountains in the background in a, a car in the foreground and you hit the X button and the, the car just... Moves to the left Nothing animates on it The wheels don't move Or anything And it gets to the edge Of the screen Then it like Typewriters itself back And then it typewriters Itself back Until all of a sudden It's like You drove 10,000 miles And it gives you a platinum It's (laughs) It's ridiculous And uh, You know We just You know If we have to have These games Please 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 Sony Put a legit a legit genre or category that just says like platinum chasers or something mm-hmm. you know just just to, we need to be able to fine-tune it a little bit more maybe we'll get there but for right now it's a it's a hot mess and yeah. uh we need to do something about it but
0: yeah. i agree with you let's definitely put a pin on that because uh, it is tied to the playstation so when we if we ever do uh, what are features we want going forward I, I this should come up every time that's that's yeah, it's very important you know definitely all right. Final topic here. Uh last game I played and an amazing, amazing game I played. It is A um, Plague Tale Innocence. I'm excited to hear about this. <laughs> this comes from Asobo Studio, who also made Microsoft Flight Simulator. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, it released uh, on May 14th of 2019... It came to PlayStation Plus back in July of twenty twenty one, so a lot of people may uh, may already have it and maybe have not checked it out. Um, it wears its inspiration on its sleeves. John, can you guess the game that it is the trying last to of imitate? Us. Yes.
2: The Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, so
0: this that sounds up your alley. <laughs> it <sure does. laughs> yep, it is they and they they don't say that's what they say. They've said it, the same thing as they were looking to make a last of us game. Um, so in this game, uh, you play as Amicia de Rune, a French 15 year old girl in 1348, France, her brother, <laughs> her brother, Hugo, who's five has been sick since birth and is sheltered by your mom and alchemist, uh, the events that kick off the game is the French Inquisition comes to kidnap your brother, and in doing so, kill your parents, kill your servants, and you grab your brother and you run, and you have to run away from the Inquisition, who are spending the whole game looking for you. And then on top of that, there is a plague going around, and so a black just plague. just a little one, yep, just a, a black little plague. One. <laughs> Uh, Which is killing all the people, all the animals, and on top of that is making, uh, no joke, an ocean of rats come out. So there are mm. oceans of plague infected rats rivers. they just spew from the ground like water, um, and they kill anything instantly. They eat it to it's just bones or armor or Christ. whatever. Uh, yes <laughs> that's nightmare fuel dude.: <laughs> Yep, so much like the last of us, it's a game of two people trying to get from one point to another while trying to avoid you know other people and then the supernatural elements. Um, the game is obviously depressing, disgusting, very dark, but it is so suspenseful. It has great characters, great twist, a great soundtrack, which we'll play later. And then it, it just really embodies a Naughty Dog title. Like, John, I can't mm. recommend this game mm. enough. Uh, <sighs> All right. <laughs> it does it does rely heavily on stealth. It, it's not a lot of combat like, um, like in uh, The Last of Us. Uh, you do have a sling which you can use to kill enemies, but in most cases, if you get caught, it is not going to end well for you. Unless it's only one enemy or two guys, you can use your sling to kill them. But for the most part, you know you're killed. The checkpoints are very generous, so if you're, you know, if you're constantly getting killed, at least you're loading right where you got stuck. Um, okay. And then with the rats comes a lot of puzzle solving they're afraid of light so you're spending a lot of time manipulating light uh, either through alchemy which is a main sub component of the game you get a bunch of little alchemic uh, chemicals to use that can be used to douse out fire create fire attract the rats and you can see how those things can be used to manipulate it so the rats kill guys for you get out of your way Um, as the game goes on, you get more and more of these abilities. So the puzzles come become a little more elaborate. Um, and just like the last of us, you go into a house, you're, oh, you're not, you're not opening drawers in this (laughs) and cleaning everything out, but you are doing the exact same thing. You're going around and every item is kind of, and has a little sheen to it and you're picking stuff up. Uh, so throughout the game, you're doing that, um. And then, and then you find workbenches just like in The Last of Us and you use that to upgrade mm. your equipment. So there is a lot of similarities here, um, including the weaknesses that come with The Last of Us. Uh, it gets really combat heavy toward the end, which, as mm. I mentioned, with the sling is not great.
2: I've actually heard that from other people, too, is like the the difficulty in just combat spike at the very end of the game is ridiculous.
0: Yep. Yeah, and then and then it also has uh, as a in naughty dog tradition a final boss that is both narratively forgettable and frustrating <laughs> as a naughty dog game. So they really went for the whole package. You're like, well, we're going to take the bad things of a naughty dog game, we're <laughs> just going to all throw it in here. Uh, so it is it is phenomenal, John. A uh, little backstory: John caught me on my time off playing GTA Online, uh, and I felt guilty. I was like, "Okay, I should play a real game." As you should, I, and I would have. I really would have felt guilty. I, I don't. I feel pretty hollow after playing all you know, just multiplayer games all day. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I picked this up. I think it was, <sighs> I think I played it eight hours, nine hours straight. Uh, oh wow. I had I had already started the game, so I was a little bit in. I was on chapter four, but I but I played through the game, got the platinum. Uh, loved every second of it. It get, it gets really really good, and I couldn't I couldn't put it down. It was, it's it's okay. a great game.
2: Very. Uh, I've heard it's very emotional, right? Like uh, yeah, like especially you know if you have a five.
0: I have a five year old son, so I'm sure <laughs> I'm going to see a lot
2: of <laughs> lot of comparisons there, which yep. might be. Not great, but you know <laughs> I also I'm not I'm not afraid to cry. It's okay. Yeah, um, yeah so I yeah. guess a couple couple questions for you, Nick, then. Sure. Um first and foremost, how are you now feeling about Requiem? Are you just <laughs> chopping at the bit for that?
0: Yep. So a sequel to this game is coming out this fall. What such convenient timing on October eighteenth. Yeah. Uh yes, I will be buying this game day one. Nice. Okay, cool. I will and then um I will pre-order what do you this want from game. a sequel? um just more of a refinement but you know like the game to feel better uh just watching the trailers already you get a crossbow in this which looks to be a much better tool for when you get caught or when you have to deal with enemies um much more responsive and much and definitely tighter controlling it looks like so just just kind of the jump from last of us one to last of us two just you know just keep doubling down on the great story and characters and introduce some more systems and, uh, yeah, just clean up kind of the things that just make it feel better to control overall would be, would be great.
2: So you want, you want them to keep the stealth focus and not like jump combat to the forefront, like keep it, keep it, keep combat an option, but make stealth be the primary way you're, you're tackling situations. Like you want you want to keep it like that.
0: I don't want to spoil too much of the plot. Uh, okay. and if you look at the, any gameplay footage of the second game, it'll spoil some of the plot, so I would avoid that, but they are definitely leaning towards more combat. So Okay, um, okay. So, And then, um, I, I and would, then If the game here, feels okay. good, I'm fine with more combat, but if the game's not going to feel as good, then sure. <laughs> stay away from the parts that aren't great to deal with when the game doesn't control as well.
2: Okay. And then uh, lastly, how, how was the platinum? Like, was it a fun platinum or is it just like, you know, do you have to be, do you have to follow a guide to get collectibles or, you yes, know, is it pretty yep. organic? So
0: I, I did it like a spoiler free guide that was like, Hey, at this part, look out for this collectible. This part, look out for this one. Um, okay. it does have a chapter select, so it's not like it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. And, and you can, and it's very generous where you can pick up the collectible and just, and just bounce like you can just, you know, okay, nice. I got the collectible for this level. I'm out. I'm going to this and then good um, good good. There's some story-based trophies that you can do that you can get too as well. Uh but same thing. You know, you get the trophy, you're out. Just bounce back out, so. So it's not a bad platinum. I'd say you're probably looking at, you know, if you do it all in one run, maybe 15 hours, 20 if you have to go clean up everything, so.
2: Awesome, man. Well, I mean, I guess that got moved up my list too. Cool.
0: (laughs) Yep. Like I said, it came to PlayStation Plus in last year in July. So if you're staying on top of those releases uh, and it has a PS5 native SKU, so the Mm. load times are are great. Um, uh, Should I play
2: this? Or cyberpunk first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would just say this because it's not as much of a commitment. It's not a very long, okay, long game. No, it is as opposed to this, as opposed to cyberpunk, which will take a significant amount of your time. And you know, you got to clear that schedule for that big uh, that beast in November. It's some little game, nah, dude. I don't I'm gonna. I'm gonna crush
2: that game. Give me four days. Done. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> one one could only hope. We'll see what my daughters say about that.
0: Right, right, right. So yeah, uh, the sequels coming. I I'm so excited. It it was, awesome. it was It's nice to be surprised. You know, love like,
2: that man. Love love getting a new franchise. That like you know, this is why we need new things, man. This is this is an exact reason why I'm starting to get you know sequel fatigue or you know MCU fatigue, Star Wars fatigue. It's just it's not that that stuff's bad. It's just that you know, I, I don't know. I feel much more fulfilled and and kind of satisfied when yeah I come across a game like a Plague Tale and I walk away from it and be like fuck man like that's. I'm, I'm all about that you know what do we have next in store for us so it's mm-hmm. good it's awesome to hear awesome to hear
0: yeah yeah it is great so that is six things i'm sorry we ran Ooh. long this time but we had a lot to say about things so yeah yeah
2: we did yes we did i also a- think we probably we probably missed each other a little bit you know as being as you you've been you've been gone for a little or for this week <laughs> that's so that's true that's true it's probably that that's true
0: Alright, and of course John had to get more Platinums. Was there any more Platinum watches we should be aware of? You didn't sneak Um, any more in? No, but
2: like I said I mean, Stray, whenever I tackle that, that's going to be one quick uh, You know, I have 34 now. I would expect me to be around 37 or 38 within a month or two.
0: (laughs) So 40 (laughs) by the end of the year.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, that's a good goal. Yeah, 40 by the end of the year, that's a good
0: goal. Okay, All right. So we are going to leave you on a song from a Plague Tale. It is called Plague Tale, and it is from Olivier de Rivier. That's a great name. <laughs> that is such a great name. I had the look up a video of how it's pronounced, and I was like, that can't be true, but that's awesome. That,
2: that reminds me, we had a uh, We had a label to, uh, today.
0: <laughs> there you go that's the same thing <laughs> so fun. and he's done a lot of games uh, he's done Assassin's Creed Black Flag Life is Strange Dying Light 2 Streets of Rage 4 like this guy's been Oh, this guy's okay. been around so this is a great song it's, it sets the tone for the game it's very like creepy but you know the song that would probably you'd hear in any period piece from you know the, the 14th century so um, cool. it's great so Olivier de Rivier. <laughs> Jesus. So we're gonna be back next week. Uh, Gamescom's coming. We, I'm yes, excited. Finally,
2: some news, please. It, it won't
0: be by next podcast. It's uh, August 23rd. But Jeff Keeley's already teased one game. Sonic is Frontiers is gonna be there. Oh, hooray! Go back. I to know the, <laughs> Sega.
2: Sega just said that they're not delaying it. There's no plans to delay this game. So can't wait man it's gonna be yep. it's gonna be a train wreck can't wait
0: <laughs> yep we go, we're gonna go back to the very first episode where we talked about it so yeah. uh, that'll be coming but not by next episode it'll be the episode after that where we'll be breaking down all the Gamescom news so that'll be exciting but alright everyone enjoy your weekend uh, we'll be back next week with six more things
1: bye all right. everyone
2: peace out <laughs>